Fighters, what is up? How are y'all doing tonight? Wednesday night, time for a street fight. Get in the chat. Talk to me. Let me know what's going on. We want to know what's up in the world. Uh, you can find us on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, and which one? Twitter? Yes, that's the fourth. Twitter's there. Twitter's there. You can find us there. You can come. You can hang out in the chat. See what we're up to. Those links are sent out on all of our social media. We're Street Fight WCRS on Facebook and Twitter, uh, where we make those announcements. Also on the Patreon page, which has all of our bonus information. But just to let you know, if this is your first time, my name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quimby. We're Street Fight Radio, number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We've been doing it now for eight years, and we are here to cause dissent and disruption, get everybody to chill the fuck out, and be nicer to each other. And, uh, you know, take back the reins of power from the rich assholes that took all our money so we can do something more egalitarian about it. It's all about mutual aid and camaraderie, my friends. And we're glad you're here and joining with us on our mission. We are going to be live soon, in the flesh, doing our show live. It's actually, it's more than just like us sitting at a desk doing a podcast. It's Brian and I doing stand-up together, um, telling jokes, making everybody laugh, taking our fucking shoes off, um, disrobing. Um, Brian might do some Dennis Leary material that he's been practicing. You never know what you're going to see. But we're going to be at the Good Good Comedy Theater in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania on April 3rd. Doors at 7 p.m., show at 8 p.m. We're going to be in Brooklyn, New York at Littlefield on Saturday, April 6th. We've got Leslie Lee III. We've got Katie Halper. We've got Will Menneker. We've got Matt Chrisman. We've got Felix Biederman. They're going to help us throw a fucking amazing party. And you know what, Brian? Huh? We're not recording it. Yeah. Which is fun. Always my favorite is not recording. We did it in Cleveland. I didn't have the tech together and just said, fuck it. And we had a great time. I felt like freer than ever, you know? Like there was nothing I had to worry. I could say whatever I wanted, you know? It wasn't even like that as much for me is like you not having to run around like a maniac before the show makes me feel better because you generally have this. Look, I don't trust anybody on this entire planet more than I trust Brett. Like... So I know that when we get on stage, he is going to kick ass because he's great at what he does. But every once in a while, I look at him and he's fiddling with a fucking computer. And I'm like, why is he doing this? This is just making his life 10 times harder. It's putting him in a bad mood. Yeah, it's hard to keep it together when I'm like also having device driver errors and there's not cables and the sound person hasn't showed up or whatever it is. But Littlefield is the masters. We love them. I mean, that's our home in New York City, the only place we've done our shows, and um, you don't want to miss out on it. It's going to be great, and we're going to go drink and tear the town up. Last time I was dancing until 4 in the morning when I was in New York after the show. I mean, well, uh, bad news for people that expect that for me. Our hotel is in Brooklyn this year. Sure. (laughs) The B-Man might not be there as late. Brian doesn't necessarily stay out till 4 a.m., uh, but I will be out there. No, this depends on what drugs I get. Okay. While I'm there. I have you. Okay. So. I have you taken care of. Okay. That's, if, if I get certain drugs, I'll be fucking partying all night. Like, so, rock and rolling every day, like Motley Crue said. Sunday. I'm sorry. I Wait, I can't do this. 
Motley Crue did not sing that song. It's Kiss. I actually know. Like, I can let people think I'm dumb about everything in the world, but not music. No, not music. Okay. <laughs> not a certain type of music. Sure. You know? <laughs> uh, so we're going to do, we're going to be uh, watching WrestleMania live. We don't have tickets to WrestleMania. We're going to New York for WrestleMania. So we're going to watch it live at the Queens Brewery in Queens, New York. With the WrestleSplania podcast that's happening on Sunday. It's going to go from 5 to like fucking midnight, right? It's like a six-hour show of wrestling. Oh, it's the longest fucking yeah. show in the world. We'll be doing some commentary. Prizes, commentary, There's gonna be bingo, jokes, and also hot me, dogs. I, I want to say this because I've been asked this a few times. Me and Brett are not going to be on stage the whole time. So we will hang out with you and watch the show. Yeah, yeah it's going to be a lot of bullshitting. Um, I'm going to try to buy a portable dab rig. So sneaking into the alley to do that, maybe <laughs> uh, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Portland, Maine. We're going to be there Tuesday at the Ephodian Theater. We need to show up big time. Eugene, Oregon was a great show. One of our smallest shows. One of our smaller shows. And uh, the energy was great. And I think Portland's going to be the same thing. So be there Tuesday, uh, April 9th. And then finally, it is actually happening. Boston, Massachusetts. We have it secured. I sent the check. There's been a contract. We can only sell 199 tickets in Boston, Massachusetts, because if we sell 200 tickets in Boston, Massachusetts, we have to hire the fucking cops. So get your tickets now. Don't tell me, oh, Brett, can't you just sell 200 tickets and pay the police? No, we're not going to do that. Will not pay the police. We're not going to do that. The first thing we said is we're definitely not going to have the police at our show. <laughs> I actually emailed them and said, so does that include like bartenders and the people on stage or can I, how many tickets can I sell? Do I need to sell 199 or 190, right? Yeah. <laughs> they said it was ticketed people. So yeah, that's we were... happening Friday, April 12th at the Center for Arts at the Armory. Not technically Boston. I think it's like Somerville or something. 7 p.m. doors, 8 p.m. show. It's going to be awesome. Cossum too. Cossum. It'll probably be Cossum. Legendary poster Chris Caesar is going to be there. Oh, is he? Yeah. I love him. I saw his his name on the fucking thing, and I, I emailed him. I was like, dude, I didn't know you were going to go. Yeah. Maybe we get him to come up there and chat with us. Maybe get Maybe him to, yeah, eat, him, eat a cum burger on stage. Yeah, eat a cum burger. <laughs> that's fine with me. Yeah. Uh, that's cool, man. That's the type of guy that you would think would get a hold of you to be on the list. I know. Very kind of him. I know. You know. He's a real class act. He seems like a... He's known as a dirtbag of journalism, but he's actually a class act. Yeah. Well, all the dirtbags of journalism I've met so far have been wonderful human beings. Sam Knight, king dirtbag, and also right. a great journalist. Yep. yep. So, you know. <sighs> How's everything going this week, Brett? You uh, feeling good? Yeah, it's been a good week. I don't have, there was nothing huge that happened, to be honest. Nothing <clears throat> since last time. I did a bunch of podcasts this week, so I've kind of been working all week. Uh, I'm off until the tour. Now. Well, call-in show, then the tour. Right. So I'm 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 turning my brain off after this show. Immediately after this show, I will not entertain a single person, which yeah. is my default mode. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> not being entertaining. <laughs> I watched this really cool movie called Akiru. It's from like the 1950s, and it's about this guy that gets cancer, but then he decides like he works for the government. And the movie's good because, like, the government, the whole job is trying not to accomplish things. Mm -hmm. So there's this landfill that they want to turn into a park, and it gets passed around to all these people. And this dude finds out he has cancer, and he goes and, like, parties a whole bunch. And then he's like, wait a second, I can make a difference. 
and he gets this this park made right and he dies and it's interesting the reason i liked it at the very end the owners of the company like the the government i guess is what you call call them the government leader like the city council higher ups are all like this was amazing. The city council came together to get this park made. It was just a marriage of all of these different departments. And then like when they leave the room, like everybody that worked with the guy, Watanabe was his name. They're like, I really think Watanabe was the guy that got that thing made. Like there's never been a park. They've never been able to do anything like this in this country, in this city, you know? It yeah. was it was good. It blew me away. It kept getting better and better. I thought it was just going to be like a this is a what a uh, like a what is that called? Um fuck, I forgot that cri- it's a wonderful life. I thought it was going to be something like that, but it just kept getting deeper and deeper. And when they showed the fucking bosses, just like trying to cover up that this guy was responsible for it. I was like, this is phenomenal. I mean, that's a goddamn, that's the King move that the Democrats do a lot. Right. Oh yeah. Like where they, you'll just like, you know, few hundred thousand people showed up in the streets and oh, they yeah. were out there yelling Black Lives matters screaming does all the shit yeah getting arrested and getting tickets and then some you know always a white either man or woman democrat stands on tv and says that's so, oh, a good thing we did all that you we, know <laughs> we fought for this progress me and you yeah. <laughs> it's a good ass movie i highly recommend it <laughs> i got a lot of uh job stuff for later uh i got, I got something that's odd because like two sort of stories in our world collided. Oh, this week. I don't a, know if I knew that. In a weird way. I need to check my Google alerts. Okay. So the first story I'm going to what I'm going to say first is that I got a DM with a news story that said Insomnia Cookies was bought by Krispy Kreme. Whoa. Okay. Interesting. So insomnia cookies is essentially what I think is Krispy Kreme's either cocaine arm or a tax write-off, right? Because again, they don't sell a hundred cookies on a Saturday. That's well, my guess. That's what I've said. Okay. Well, they probably they maybe they maybe like um they're buying products from Krispy Kreme or like Krispy Kreme <laughs> is buying like icing or some some of the ingredients from Insomniac that's keeping them afloat. I just can't figure out what keeps it afloat, Brett. Yeah. So then the next day I see this story about the goddamn Krispy Kreme family and some shit none of us knew. Did you see the story? Do no, you know? I know I had no I have no idea. <clears throat> Some of Germany's, this is from Bloomberg. Also, the mobile page on my computer, it looks hideous. I hate it when that happens, but I do most of this prep on my phone. Okay. Some of Germany's wealthiest families have long been tainted by Nazi ties. The Quant for BMW, the Krupps, a steel company, and the Flicks, mining and machinery, have grappled with a legacy of cooperation with the Third Reich's economic machine. Now... The dynasty behind Panera Bread and Krispy Kreme Donuts is facing a similar reckoning. (laughs) So now, this is why it's just a bunch of... We talked about insomnia cookies this week, right? Now we find out that Krispy Kreme are Nazis, apparently. Or were Nazis. They actually... The Ryman family, whose jab holding company owns the chains, as well as a host of other brands, used Russian civilians and French prisoners of war as forced labor for their businesses and private villas in the Nazi era, according to a Germany newspaper report. 
They donated to Nazi organizations as early as 1931, and Albert Ryman Jr., the primary source of his descendants' multi-billion dollar fortune, once complained about the French prisoner's work rate, Bill Am Sontag reported on Sunday. The family commissioned a historian early this century to probe their ancestry following a 1978 article that mentioned its links to the Nazis, according to a family spokeswoman. That report will be completed and made available in 2020. After discovering the extent of their ancestors' Nazi ties, the Rymans pledged 10 million euros to a charity, though they didn't say who would receive the money. Oh, oh, sorry about that. Yeah, I mean, there was cheap labor at the time. Well, that's, I mean, think about that now, right? Think about the people who are complicit in what are nasty crimes. Just the, 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 but think about the uh, corrections companies, right? Or the Whole Foods that are using prison labor for their stuff. And it's like, or, and this is something that, this popped in my mind as soon as this came out. Is like there are a lot of billionaires or billionaire families, multi-billionaire families that are very wealthy who built their initial thing with slaves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they still get to be billionaires. No, these guys shouldn't even be allowed to decide where that 10 million. They shouldn't be allowed to decide where any of that money goes. No. You know? No. That's (laughs) ill-gotten money. Yeah. Yeah, it's no, Nazi they get to money. Carry it on. They're getting interest, getting compound interest on it. Right. And when you do check, look, I don't know what a write off is, but charity is a write off. Yeah, Brett. for sure is. It's beneficial <laughs> to do. It feels, and not only that, but it feels good. And it, it assuages your guilt and multi billion dollars, and then you donate 10 million. I'm sorry, dude. That sounds like when I hand somebody a dollar. You know, yeah, like that sounds yeah. like when I hand a homeless guy five dollars and I'm like, ah, oh, shit, you know, that really right. that really bent me the up, zing, you know, yeah. yeah, that one that one hurt, you know, I just at least in my opinion, at least they're grappling with it because there is so much going on here that I don't think we're ever going to grapple. with. I don't I just don't see us ever grappling with any of this shit. You know, that's I mean, why I mean, there's, a, there's a there's a loud group of people that are not into grappling with it. I know. I know. Well, I mean, when they brought up uh, when, when I think it was Elizabeth Warren brought up reparations for slavery, people fucking freaked out about it. And then Bernie Sanders said, I'm not I don't want to do that. Yeah, that was stupid. You know, and, yeah. and it's like it's fair. It's so fucking fair, you know. But in the end. Like, I'm just for a whole complete redistribution of the wealth because I think it's all ill-gotten. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think that we what for me, as just looking at how things are, it seems that the worst possible people, the most cynical, disgusting, greedy people have all of the money and power. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why everybody else that i'm around thinks this is like a fair meritocracy or something <laughs> i know i know you think about it you're like okay so crispy cream crispy fucking cream and panera yeah. dude <laughs> no and they like crispy cream turns on the warm glowing light yeah for crispy creams and and like you could probably I, I bet you i could go right now on itunes the podcast app and search crispy cream dynasty and there would be 50 stories about how it's a successful business that are like all bubbly. And he's like, he made billions out of donuts. Right. <laughs> you know? right. Dollars to donuts. <laughs> this Chris- <laughs> like- 
We just don't. Mm. I never knew this, and we don't talk about these kind of things at all. And this is the Fox. type of thing that you can actually talk about to tell people about this ill-gotten money. Folks, you know? this week we have on our we have on this American Life we have a story about Krispy Kreme donuts <laughs> and how they turn those donuts into dollars <laughs> with a little sprinkle of fun <laughs> and an icing of hard work. This this is called dollars to donuts. Bottom, 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 yeah. bottom. <laughs> that music, I love it. Yes, get me going. We're going on a stroll now. The Ryman family. Yeah. <laughs> the Ryman family used prison labor. Yeah. To make their donuts very early. No, don't know. It's yeah. just weird. Like, it is. Uh, F- fellows on the chain gang were only allowed to have one wallet chain. And they would string a whole they would string a whole dozen, a baker's dozens of donuts on their wallet chains, and they'd eat those all day. <laughs> it's just, it, to me, it's like there's so much that you, there's so much that, that you could talk about when it comes to these kind of things. Again, the slavery thing in the United States is such a stark example. It's kind of, you know, when you, when you hear about the wealth distribution and who has all the wealth and who doesn't, it's so obvious that it, like a lot of that was built with slavery, you know, and just stolen from people. Right. And they, they deserve that money. So, and it, th- th- I mean, it's just the thing about like, it's so hard to tell people, uh, it's so hard to convince people that this money isn't earned. Yeah. No, that they, these I aren't mean, like cute businesses that just run and they employ us and shit that like destroys that. their like, because then, because they want to be someone that just opens a small business that is just like, Oh, shucks. It was just a real good idea. And now I'm a millionaire. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're not going to be Jeff Bezos. No, no. You're not going to be, you're not, I mean, no one, you're not going to accomplish this stuff. And the people that do got there elite, you know, illegally or with a lot of help or by using slaves. Well, if not, it's the old yeah. time money, it's yeah. just oh, old time money is all tied up in bad guys. Yeah. There, I bet you, if you look in every single bit of old time money, you got some Nazi money in there. You got some yeah. slavery look money old, in look there. Old Prescott Bush up. I, yeah. Yeah. It, there's always, you're exactly right though. There's Nazi money in all of those families. Yeah. Like and and what, they got to be presidents, dude. Yeah, those two Bush guys got to be fucking presidents. Well, Brian, what you don't understand? It was a social experiment at the time. The hoi polloi just couldn't understand what we were trying to accomplish. <laughs> well, they couldn't. Uh, they couldn't resist the great investment opportunities, and that's how business works. I just saw this today in regards to the uh, WWE crown. Uh, uh, the the show last year that they did after Jamal oh, Khashoggi yeah. got killed. Right, right. And uh, Stephanie McMahon must have been asked about it in an interview with Sky News. And she was like, you know, it was really hard for us to go and do <laughs> this event yeah, she- after the heinous crimes that they committed. <laughs> yeah. But in the end, it was a business decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. I love reading that in like a Sky Mall. Or like the in-flight magazine. Yeah. Stephanie McMahon talks tough about doing business. Yeah. And yeah. it's, oh yeah, you did good. You did business with you know, like horrible people. Yeah. You know, the crimes against humanity, those do exist, but not on paper, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate. You go back and tell your shareholders you don't want to put on a big wrestling show for guys that behead women for driving. Right. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. These shareholders seem like the worst humans yeah, on the planet. Yeah, the board, man. Gotta get rid of the board. Yeah. 
Whenever they bring, because shareholders are always the excuse for vile things. Whenever you read it in the news, it's like, well, they can't go back to their shareholders and say they turned down a business opportunity. And it's like, mm, I don't know. I guess you could. Sure. Um, got a new job. Uh, I, well, actually, let's do the other depressing thing first here. Oh, really? One more. Yeah, just let's real quickly just go. I, I, I just, when these things happen in Ohio, I think it's important that we talk about them. You know, because we're here. Uh-huh. Uh, we the, are. the Ohio Senate passed a bill Wednesday that would require the burial or cremation of fetal remains oh, after God. a surgical abortion. Did that really happen? Under Senate Bill 27, which passed 24 to 7, people who violate the requirement would face a first-degree misdemeanor. Facilities that perform abortions, including workers at public hospitals, could be subject to the charges. Women seeking abortions would have to express in writing through a form the Ohio Department of Health develops whether she wants the fatal remains to be buried or cremated. Minors seeking an abortion would first have to obtain consent from a parent, guardian, or court, SB 27 states. If a woman declines to exercise the rights under the bill, then the abortion facility would have to determine whether to cremate or bury the remains. Oh, God. The pregnant woman wouldn't be charged under the bill. Uh, they wouldn't be charged for it? No, the pregnant woman wouldn't, but the abortion provider would be, which right. just puts it... I mean, again, anything you do here... Makes a cut, yeah. Yeah. Makes, they're, they're, they're creating less access to care. Yeah, I mean, this is... That's fucking, so first awful. of all, crazy. Yeah. Right? Like, this is just a crazy right. thing to do. This is, a, I don't believe in this, right? I mean, like, we don't, yeah. we don't have any right to our own belief system, which is, I don't believe this is a sacred fucking thing that needs to be given a, a special Jesus thing. Jesus I, ceremony. Right. And like uh, the like a burial or cream, like just making it, like extending the amount of time you deal with this thing seems so evil. To, it's punishment. Like it's evil. It's, yeah, they're punishing. It's punishment. It's cruel. That's what they stand for. That's what they're all about. Um, and, and we now that we have Mike DeWine, I mean, I mean, God damn, I, I, it's crazy to say it, but John Kasich had a fucking lick of decency to him mm -hmm. when he said that he wouldn't take welfare he was like we can't take welfare away from people because those kids. kids have to fucking eat <laughs> yeah. how are their kids going to eat that he had he understood a little bit he would moderate he things be judgy be judgy right yeah be just put look down your nose at every person that ever had an abortion all you fucking want yeah but doing this is not relevant man nobody nobody is uh uh, I mean, this isn't uh, stopping abortion. No, it's right? not. It's just adding a new thing. I mean, it will. Sure. I think it will. It's one It's one tactic. Yeah. Well, it makes it harder for the people who do them yeah. to do it. Which, again, is that's another thing. It's the government getting between you and your health care. And it's constant. And it's all the time. And if they're going to do that, then they should fucking be paying for all of it. It should be fucking free if they get to make all these fucking decisions about certain things. Like when it comes to prescribing opioids, when it comes to getting abortions. The, oh, well, we want the government involved in that. We want the government involved when there's marijuana involved or, or when there's other drugs involved. I don't. No, I've, I rescind that actually now. What do you mean? I don't want the government involved with weed. It's way too expensive. Uh, well, okay. Okay. Well, no, I'm saying I don't either. No, what what I'm saying is that like when it comes to these things, the government is okay to get between decisions between you oh, and yeah. your body. But when it comes to uh, them just paying for you, if you break your fucking ankle at your job, 
that doesn't count. Well, actually, if you break your ankle at your job, it counts. If it's a repetitive strain, it does not count. You know, if it's just what when Brett fucking broke his wrist breakdancing and then stupidly didn't tell them that it happened at work, like that should have been free. You broke your fucking yeah. wrist, dude. Well, but the thing about it is just this punitive, uh, the, uh, I'm sorry, Break abortion dance. is such a punitive damage. Like they're going for fucking with you. Like this yeah. is only a matter of, you know, disrespecting, attacking, oppressing, taking away people's rights. You know, there's a fundamental disagreement here and, you know, we don't have the right to act in the way that we want. We're being controlled by, you know, a religious fucking, you know, we're, it's a theocracy or whatever you, I don't know what theocracy is, the proper one is. Yeah, they don't say how much this bill is going to cost hospitals or anything. Uh, the, pre- uh, the abortion providers would have to keep documents about the woman's or her patient's choice of cremation or burial. They wouldn't. Ha- they would have to demonstrate the date and method of disposition of the remains. What are they gonna? Fu- they're gonna bury. They're gonna fucking take a little test tube full of fucking cells and go put it in a little coffin or something. I guess. I. It says surgical abortion. I don't know what that means. Oh but, my fucking yeah. god! These people are. Ah, oh, this is awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God they, damn it! Sorry. The facility would have to maintain a written list of businesses that cremate or bury remains, the bill states. Abortion facilities, including public hospitals, would have to foot the bill for the burial or cremation, except if a woman wants a fetus buried at a certain location that's different from the one provided by the abortion provider. Then she would have to pay for it, according to the bill. So the abortion providers have to have some certain place. They have a deal with a certain place where they can go and bury these whatever the fuck this is, you know, I mean, it's just guilt. You're just, you're just applying, you're just giving them guilt. Right. I mean, yeah. in, 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 you know, in this world, we have our own experience and they are using their pressure, their resources to apply guilt and make somebody feel absolutely guilty. Like they killed a fucking person. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah. Well here, Senator Cause that's Joe, what you're, it's like, if, they, if, if they're making you decide, it's like, Oh, you killed a person today. You know, yeah. it's like, you fucking didn't. Senator Joe Euchre, a Cincinnati area Republican who is sponsoring the bill, said cremation and burial protects the dignity of human life. The fetuses would be treated the same as a relative, he said. But they're not a fucking relative. Yeah, and there's, I mean, what's the dignity in human life? It's just fucking that makes it happen. There's nothing (laughs) dignified about that. No, human life is like the least dignified (laughs) thing. Fucking horrible. It does not restrict a woman's right to an abortion, he said. Senator Nikki Antonio, a Lakewood Democrat, said the bill could be shaming. I'm very concerned about the additional bureaucracy, paperwork, and documentation that this creates for women at a very stressful time. The women who exercise their constitutional right to privacy as they access abortion medical procedures, she said. You don't have to get it. it. Like, just let other people be heathens. Please let us just go to hell. Please leave us alone and let us do hellish things and sin. And stop making the fucking government into your church. Yeah. Yeah. That's not your church. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm with you. I, I, I can't believe, I just, I, I, I can't. I want my right to go to hell. Yeah. That's what I want. Well, guys like, like guys like these Republicans that come up with these bills, like, I don't, I like, I don't want anything to do with those people. Like, no. I don't want to be a part of their thing. No, I don't want to. I don't. Yeah, at all. exactly. I don't want to be a part of a system <laughs> Where they get to have power. Right. <laughs> you know? No, they don't share my interests at all. No, no. We definitely are both. We disagree on how the world should be, I guess. 
Ah, uh, okay. So God. I found a job for me, I think, in oh, Tampa, really? Florida. I got one for you too. One of your dream jobs. This is my dream job. Need money, but don't want to get out of bed. Do we have news for you? NASA is willing to pay someone nearly $19,000 to spend two whole months watching TV in bed. But there's a catch. <laughs> Fuck, I can do that. Researchers at NASA and ESA are looking at the effects of artificial gravity on the body to see if it may be beneficial to astronauts who spend a long time in space. They will select 24 participants to travel to the German Aerospace Center where they will be subjected to 60 days of bed rest and be monitored around the clock. The participant. Oh, I want to do this so bad, dude. Why? Why wouldn't they look for other astronauts? But they should look for it. Well, because they don't want an astronaut laying around for two months. Yeah, they, they're too busy. Yeah, they're they like, want your astronaut. Time like, is very valuable. Valuable. <laughs> yeah, my time is like so much less valuable. Yeah. I'll lay around for two months for twenty grand. So they will eat, read, and watch television, and go to the toilet while laying down, all for a very sweet salary of. $18,565. Okay. One group will be spun around in a centrifuge akin to artificial gravity chamber, which will force blood back into their extremities. The other group will not be spun. Scientists, so, like, they just do these things to people. Yeah. It's so fucking weird, man. Ooh, I would sign up for a lot of medical testing, but I don't know about this one. You want to lay around? You're too active. I don't think I could lay around. Yeah, I'm a walker too, man. I got to be out moving You around. couldn't sit in a bed all day long for two months. I couldn't sit in a bed all day long for one day. I haven't done that in forever, you know? I'm out of bed. Let's do some news. Let's do some uh, work news. How's that sound? Sure. Uh, I saw this GameStop Yelp review on Twitter today. Um, I don't, you know, you can never tell what, what the... Uh, how real anything is but uh I, I i saw this and i wanted to read this to you brett okay <clears throat> this is from somebody named molly misery on facebook it was shared by a bunch of people on my feed i just recently this is a yelp review one star so this is a bad review Ooh, okay not so happy i just recently started coming to this location for the cute goth girl who works there oh god fuck it I hate him. I didn't know it was going to go this way. <laughs> Don't you hate him already? Yeah. Uh, turns out she's a total bitch. Ignored me for an hour, even though I was standing by the register the entire time. She blew off every attempt to try to get to know about her to possibly ask if she would like to be taken out on a date. Oh, God. Yeah. This, oh, it's wow. horrible, right? Like, I saw this and I was like, this is really like one of the main uh, hazards to to being a woman and a cashier anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Because I see it all the time. I see dudes flirt with women that are working constantly. Yeah, yeah and they're held hostage. Yeah, they're in such a shitty spot. And they they're going to get in fucking anything. trouble by their boss if they act like an asshole to yeah. this guy. If, if they, they do anything. Yeah. I ended up having to buy something. I didn't even want to get her to even have a conversation this with me. This is crazy. And then I felt like I was being rushed out the door. She needs to work on being more attentive to people who are just trying to be nice to her and not just giving all her attention to people buying something right then and there. So that was a Yelp review that I saw. Public? Did it, that person put their name out there? <laughs> they did. They did. Their you can name. look them up. <laughs> somebody should look them up. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, I wish somebody would tell guys yeah, that flirting with cashiers is off limits. We need to, we need to like, uh, get rid of his pickup artist subscription or something yeah. and maybe uh, find something else 
for for that young man to watch. Right. I I think like bartender women you shouldn't like guys just need to know that when a woman is like at work right that she's actually not time she's actually not like trying to fuck or like pick somebody up yeah she's she's just actually working yeah yeah i mean i think people take advantage of people at work for all kinds of different reasons you know they're hostage yeah and you feel like you know i'm the customer right yeah when you work in a uh, when you work in a business environment when you work in a customer service job you can't really say no to anybody about anything it feel i mean you can but it, it fucks up the flow the it's metrics like, yeah it has to be like uh, i'm not interested in seeing you um now would you like our waffle cone or <laughs> do you like the cake cone I wonder how often it happens like i wonder if it's just all day i Relentless. see it like every once in a while I don't see it all the time because I think most guys are nervous yeah, about watch, everything. Yeah, watch the women in this chat light it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good. I would love – I mean, it it is not fair that they do that oh, I know. Shit. It's, it's horrible. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of deprogramming to do. Um, but, you know, uh, like the expectations of that person really let you know where we're at. Right. That yeah. someone can come away with that. You right. know, they act like they act like uh, right like feminazis have taken over everything, right? And a man can't even be a man anymore. And this guy's harassing some woman at the fucking GameStop for a whole goddamn hour without <laughs> it being a problem at all. Yeah. Without like you know someone calling him a stalker and firing I mean, his fucking house out the door. I have had situations though. I probably told this story on the show, but when I dressed as Chuck E. Cheese at 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 when I worked there, when I dressed as the mouse like the first time. Or, well, okay, this woman dressed as the mouse the first time, right? And she went out to do her the dance for this party, and we're all kind of standing there, and then these kids just start beating the fucking shit out of her, you know, punching yeah. the head. Because, like, you don't know when you're getting beat up because the head's so big. You just hear thumps and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, you're like... But they had her, like, on the ground, and they were, like, trying to rip the head, and, you know... We right. came and we pulled him off and we took her to the back. And uh, we're like, Chucky ain't coming back out anymore. But then, like, the dad got this, like, real heavy, like, I'm an unsatisfied customer. I'm calling corporate. You need to bring Chucky out here at least to take a picture outside of me. Yeah. In front of my limo with my kids. So they put me in the costume. I don't know why. I wouldn't have been able to beat him up either you know nobody in that costumes but the manager had to come out with me and stand there but it was that was one of those moments where i feel where i was just like man when you do customer service you are just lower than shit to these to, to a lot oh, of yeah. people you know you're just yeah. nothing well we just did uh on the undercover business tyrants we did uh Hershend entertainment which is amusement parks and we were talking about it before we did it but that's another there's a place those are places where they're like you know, I'm spending money here, so I expect everything from you. Yeah. Right? Like, you deserve, you give me the world. Yeah, yeah. Right? Service with a smile, customer's always right. It's like, that's, who made the, who fucking made that up besides nightmarish people? Do you think it's like, it, a lot of them are people who maybe did it when they were 16 and they were just happier people? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I worked at the local Tasty the malt shop Freeze. before I was going off to college. <laughs> yeah, and it was great. I had fun, you know. The old men were a little pervy, but I got right. through it, you know. Yeah, that's the thing, too, is uh, someone mentioned in here, but with, like, tip, the tip system, too, fucks that up. Because oh, it's yeah. like, you know, you kind of, 
uh, I'm relying on you to pay my hourly wage. Now I have to also deflect all of your flirtations and somehow protect my hourly fucking wage. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's totally yeah. unwarranted. Yeah. I remember putting it's up like, with what, like, what? I remember watching those women uh, at, at the uh, deli I worked at put up with enormous amount of shit for a dollar tip. Right. Cause we just had a tip jar. Right. And they would just put up with like, just so much shit from these guys that would come rolling through there. And these weren't like construction workers either. This was like people that worked at the fucking bank or in like high rises downtown workers. Well, you know what I mean? Like you people think that like people that, yeah, they were always whistling. They 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 actually don't though. I don't see it as much out there, but I haven't been whistled by any construction workers yet. That's true. Me neither. I mean, either. So there was a little bit of justice in Tulsa when a manager at Arby's in Oklahoma shot and killed a customer who repeatedly threatened her and spat in her face on Saturday night and then returned to finish her shift, police said. Interesting. Deanna Young was charged with first-degree murder after Tulsa police says she confessed to shooting a 25-year-old Deshaun Talent. When officers responded to a call about a car crash at a Walmart parking lot shortly before 8 p.m., what? Go ahead. Sorry. That was not... I <laughs> they, didn't expect to hear that. They found talent in his car with a gunshot wound in his chest. Uh, he later died from the inner injury. After reviewing the surveillance video, detectives discovered that talent had gotten into an argument at the Arby's restaurant a few blocks away, which ended with him threatening Young and spitting in her face. Earlier that evening, the customer had gone through the drive-thru and became irate because he received the wrong drink, Tulsa police officer Gene Pierce told BuzzFeed News. He got angry at Young who was at the window, spit on her, and drove off, promising to come back and hurt her. Also enraged, Young barged out of the restaurant, got into her car, and started to follow him out of the parking lot when police pulled her over, for most likely for some traffic violation. The 25-year-old told the officer what happened, and he took a detailed report and let her go back to work. About an hour later, talent came back to Arby's, police said in a statement. He began to circle the parking lot. So again, Young ran outside, got in her car, and followed him down the street. During the short pursuit, both drivers would speed up and then break. Finally, Young pulled up alongside Talent and shot him through the window. Whoa! <laughs> she fired one shot and then went back to work and finished her shift. Wow. And like, that is... like should she be tried for first-degree murder? Really? I feel like the I guy want... coming back... Yeah. Like automatically turns it into a super dangerous situation. Yeah, yeah. I think. I agree. You know? I always say to Charlotte, if you spit on somebody, you you are you can't expect what's going to happen next. Like you re, you get the full brunt of whatever happens next. You are not in control of that situation. You're not in control of what happens when you hit somebody. Like you can choose to hit somebody, but. How they respond is not up to you, and there's no rules to that for other people. You also need to understand that spitting is like worse than hitting. Oh yeah, you no. need to hit somebody. And that's what I mean. No, that's why I said spitting specifically. It was like that's one where it's like, yeah, you get killed for it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, you shouldn't have spit. I mean, shit. When I watch, uh, I, I I watch ja- New Japan Pro Wrestling, and one of the guys spits on people, and it always is like, ah, come on, dude. That's yeah, that's awesome. I like that though. I like it too. But when he does it, the reaction is much bigger, even than when he does like a DDT on. What somebody. about uh, like spitting in mouth during sex? Do you ever do that, Brian? No, I didn't. Why would you even say that? You Some know. people are into it. I don't spit on anything when I'm... I'm polite when I have sex. I say please and thank you. Right. 
And then, you know, I do the business, and then it's done, and okay. then everybody goes their separate ways. Great. You know? I'm glad to hear. That's Just wanted to know. <laughs> I'm a sexy man. Okay? <laughs> Known as a man that's very sexy, okay? So, she got a revenge. You know, somebody... Uh, yeah, I mean, um, you know, I just it, is it extreme? Sure. But uh, if somebody comes back after they say, I'm going to come back and kill you, I mean, or I'm going to come back and hurt you, I mean, do you have to kind of take them at their word, right? I mean, you can't just be like, oh, they were funning around. I mean, if know? they come back, it's a fucking problem. That's what I mean. When they yeah. come back, it's like they're very, this person is very serious now. This person that just spit in my fucking face has potentially left and gotten a weapon and has returned. Yeah. I mean, you know, I... <laughs> I've been in situations where somebody left and then came back, like left and was like, "I'm fuck." You think it's over, and then they come driving yeah, back and by, you go, and it's just like, no, "Oh my god, here no, we fucking go!" Yeah, fuck. right. We used to like all hang out. You, if, you're gonna rev it up. You have to rev it up more. If you come back, there's no reason to come back, and unless you're <laughs> apologizing, you have to amp it up to the next fucking level, right? And generally, you can't just rehash the same interaction again. And if you're the type that comes back. You ain't coming back to fucking apologize. That no, is definitely no. not happening. I mean, we used to hang out. It was like, you know, 10, 15 of us a lot of times hanging out in front of my parents' house and, you know, grab assing and fucking yelling at people's cars when they drove by and just being generally teenagers. Mississippi Willie is trying to say that we were shaming people that spit in mouth during sex. I'm not. I think it's hot. I'm just I'm, wondering. I'm just wondering. I'm, I didn't say any judges. I didn't not, judge it. But go I ahead. just am shaming. I guess I oh, am shaming them actually. So okay, Brian's just, a shamer. A wow. Yeah. Sorry. You know, you need to be more polite when you're having sex with your lady. Okay. <laughs> so please spit in my fucking mouth, Brian. And you like. Watch the language, okay? We don't need this garbage mouth in here. Let's let's not get so blue around here. Yeah, come on, we're, just, we're not on a we're not on a ship, sailor. Okay, we're making love right now, so right. cool it out a little bit, okay? <laughs> Fucking pervert, <laughs> just yelling, just yelling at your your partner yeah. for being a pervert. Whoa, 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 whoa. hold on. This is copulation. It doesn't have to go be that aggressive. What did I just fucking watch where somebody was like, God damn it. I just watched a, a, a damn comedy movie with my wife where they were like. Night school? Oh, yep. Did you spit in my pussy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, don't do that. Okay. Come on. Cool out. You get you in trouble. Um, there was that. I'm a kink shamer. Don't. I'm not looking at the chat. I don't want to see it. These yeah. people are probably all kinds of saying gross things. Yeah. Blow J's and PPs and things like that. I don't want to hear it. I got a few memes. Okay. I don't I, think these are necessarily memes. The first I have, I have a job. I have a job uh for you possibly as well, whenever you're ready to hear it. Right. Well I, I think I'm gonna let you do your thing last. Okay. Okay. And I'm gonna do the last few things I'm gonna do here. I didn't mean to rush you. No, I fucking please. rush me, please. please. You know, well, I don't I, don't take it that way. Yeah, sick. Let's be uh, polite here. Let's pretend like we're having sex here. Let's be polite. Yeah, polite. Okay, okay. Here we are. Here we are. Uh, why were you fired? So this is how you answer a terminate. So you go to a job interview. Uh huh. You're sitting at the job interview. They're like, hey, why were you fired from your last job yes. or the job before? Yes. And you have to spin it into like a story of redemption and learning lessons and shit. 
Right, and I have the answer from bestjobinterview.com. Ooh, okay. Right here. This is um, the source. Okay, so I want to give my answer first. So, Brett, ask me why I was fired. Uh, Brian, uh, oh, why are you looking for a new job here? What happened at the last one? I quit, man. There were a bunch of bums that worked there. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, this is a bum place. It's disgusting. Probably going to go under in the next few weeks anyway. No? Yeah. Surprising out here. Of Manager surprising. was a dumbass. Owner was a dumbass. Wow. I just I was the only smart person in the place. Oh, I could, that so could be, I left. That would be a challenge. I could see why that would be challenging. <laughs> Am I going to get the, the call back? Smartest person in the room. It's true. Am I going to get the call back? Maybe. We, we <laughs> yeah. like to consider ourselves uh, the smartest people in the room. The smartest of the smartest <laughs> we people want in the smart room. People. Yeah. Right. You're trying to hire smart people. Yep. Well, yep. okay. Now I get to ask you why you got fired. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I don't know what to say. I'm going to be good. I'm just going to give a good answer. You know what you should, here's the thing about this question. Like, why would you fucking tell somebody you got fired from a job? I'll tell you mine. Go ahead. Do it. Do uh, it. Brett, uh, I'm looking over here and it says here that you got fired from your last job at the dildo factory. What, like what, why did you get fired? Well, um, you know, I was working on production and making sure that, uh, we established a baseline so that it would have scalability. And, um, I've, there was a lot of pressure involved with that. And, you know, some of the things didn't work out the way that I, you know, potentially like would have liked to see them do in the fourth quarter. Um, but I learned from, uh, all of those missteps and am ready to swing this thing back around into a, a, a redemption for myself and a new chapter at this job. <laughs> you just, but, okay. I had two critiques no. of this one. It sounds like somebody doing a confessional in a reality series. <laughs> I know it was. <laughs> I was trying to do every word I could think of. Sounds like a big bullshit. You sound. Yeah. I mean, what I'm saying is, you sounded like shit. an absolute bullshit. That's what people sound like. I've done interviews before, actually, and that's what people actually sound like. All the answers sound like bullshit when you read like what the answers oh, are I know. supposed to be. They want bullshit, right? They want a certain fucking thing at an interview. I was like always telling my wife this because she. He's going through this phase where, like, she's just doing job interviews, and she was like, ah, you know, I thought that one went well, but it, it didn't work out. And I was always just like, man, these interviews, they're all the fucking same, man. These, they sit down, they ask the same questions, and get the same exact answers. I don't even fucking know if the interview means anything. And, and like, yeah, it does. sometimes, the, uh, yeah, it means something, but I'm saying that like, they're looking for a specific answer. There is like a right answer to a lot of these questions that they ask. <clears throat> and they're looking for the person who like studied up and had a bullshit answer for all the questions. How I, I always feel. I disagree. So here's how you're supposed to answer this question. All right, here we go. I feel that the most people try to most people try to read this stuff and end up come up with something fake and that people that are authentically know how to to do the job can express themselves in a way that impresses people yeah that's probably i mean yeah yeah that's i i think most god do you think most people sound like they're bullshitting though this i do is the answer the they majority want. people do majority of people are very uncomfortable in these situations they feel like <laughs> it the sucks spotlights on them and then they just go and like look up these really canned responses and don't know what to say. Why isn't there a better way to do this though? Why isn't there a better way to find people to do a job? Because like, look, the interview I think is not the best way to find the best candidate for a job, right? 
I also am firmly against making somebody work for a couple days to see how they fit into the machine. Yeah. I don't know if I can really think of how you hire a person that you don't know to do a job unless it's just like have them come in, you know, sit around, bullshit with you for a little bit and see if you like them, you know? Uh, Here's the right answer for all those people out there. According to bestjobinterview.com. Let's hear it. I realize now that I did not have a proper understanding of the job expectations and that I should have asked for formal clarification of performance requirements. I did not receive feedback. And in retrospect, I should have requested regular feedback meetings to check that I was on the right track. I have learned the importance of managing upwards and I am confident this new perspective will be great of great value going forward. What a punk ass move. It's sorry, man. But that is so bad. That's like, I was a bad boy that didn't respect authority, but I'm going to do much better this time. The words managing upwards. Yeah. Is hideous. I like that. Um, well, I mean. Why did you? Well, I guess I mean, this is for someone that got fired, though, right? Right. Yeah. You should never admit you got fired. Ever. I know. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why would what? you say that? They, one of the things I, I, learned, I quit every single job I got fired from. I know. One of the things I learned very early on, I remember when somebody told me this. They can't say if they fired you or not when you call. They can. They can say that? Oh, yeah. Well, see, I always believed they couldn't. So it was just like, eh, whatever. They can't know? give details. They're they can't deets. They can't say like, oh, this person was a piece of shit. They were lazy, this and that. They can just say they worked here from this period to this period and then like, whether you quit or you were fired. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, so I, but they do totally. I've listened to the, yeah, I have heard plenty of managers add some little bit of extra information into those calls. And you know, even if you were a great employee, a hundred and you know, they worked here for two years and 39 days and it was abysmal. Every single one (laughs) motherfucker. (laughs) Even if you were good. Sometimes they'll right, be like, that right. motherfucker was an asshole. Right. Not a fun person to be around. I mean, I guess if you like productivity, that's great. But you want a bunch of fucking asshole working for you. Right. You're going to have to deal with that. But I read this story uh, last week about how people, uh, this is from Forbes, about how people want more performance reviews. Like that It's kind of like. Because that's tied to races. What do you mean? I don't, I like don't. if you, the more you like when the more you review me, the more I get raises. Yeah, I think though because I've been in places that did it like once a year, and so we got raises once a year, and then I've been in places that got did it like every six months, and we got raises every six months. You know. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, it, th- what they're saying is, I'm gonna sum up this story. I'm not gonna read this fucking story. It's got a whole bunch of extra shit in it about interviews, but what it comes down to is like, and we talk about this all the time. It if we had more performance reviews, there would be less imposter syndrome. Is sure. I think what the 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 point of it is because like everybody goes to work and they feel like they don't belong where they're at and they don't know where they are. But I also think that might be why we only get yearly performance reviews because it seems like they the, these jobs thrive on us thinking our job is precarious. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I can see that. I mean, uh, I've seen I dirt, the dirt worst fucking employees get fired and be like, oh, I can't. What? You know what I mean? Like, how the hell did that happen? That was just out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, 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 it came close to happening. I saw, there was this guy and he called off 
at least once a month he caught off work, which you just can't. I mean, right, I, right. I wish you could do that. I wish we lived in a society where you were able yeah, one to call do off that. a month, right? One that's a good that's that's fair rule. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I'd be great with that. I mean, of but, course, you get like you know a month of fucking vacation and all that other stuff. But in addition, there's just like once a month you can be like, not today. Yeah, well, this guy he was failing all of his quality control metrics. He never. I mean, he just. He was basically me, but also didn't have all of the guilt that I have tied up in like, where it's like, I have to make this work. This is the thing. It, like, I don't think he had the, the, the whole, like, he wasn't I have willing to, to do the bare minimum. Yeah. I have to go every day. He was doing far less than the bare minimum. And uh, he bragged <laughs> for a month about a video game that he had on pre-order. And just would not stop talking about how excited he was about this game that he had on fucking pre-order. The day before the game comes out, he's like, I'm going to motherfucking, I'm going to the store at midnight. I'm going to get this motherfucking game. It's going to be the best day of my life. He fucking, the day the game came out, oh, I got diarrhea. And I'm. it's like he didn't, the dude didn't cover his tracks yeah. at all. Yeah. And they were just like, we're, I'm fucking done. Yeah. And, and they fired him. And I, I ended up talking to him later and he was like, I just, because I, I feel, I always felt pressure when I was fucking up a lot. I, I know when I'm fucking up a lot. Right. And that I know that I can't do certain that you can't call off when you're fucking up. Yeah. It's yeah. just right. when, when you, you can fuck up, but if you're there, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. They don't mind if you can, but if you fuck up five or 10 times and, and they're on your shit about it and you're having constant like if you're having occurrences and meetings, it's just like, you got to keep your nose clean. And this dude just didn't have the, he didn't have any idea that he was so close to the edge. And I'll bet you, had he known he was that close to the edge, he may have come to work that day, you know? But it's like, it's so hard to there tell. There was nothing where in place though? What do you mean nothing in place? Like there was no, they, they um, I don't know. I mean, he had just been I was in always, trouble over and over again. But I hate insight. performance reviews because I just think of all my working is like, and this is tied into this story I've got for you right here. Um, but I felt like every fucking minute of my day, I had to fill out reports. Like, okay, I still know like people that have to, you know, you have to fill out timesheets, even on salary. You, you like, you still have to explain in 15 minute blocks what you did all fucking day long. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I did. I, I, I had to do that, but you know, at the job I worked at, it wasn't necessarily a point system or a set of occurrences or a number of write-ups or anything like that. It was like kind of a general mood. About oh yeah. That's different. That's old school. And things pile up. Right. And then right, right. once those things pile up, there's people there's that have the point. power yeah. to get rid of them. And he just happened to do it. But I know, like, he was a good guy. He had a family. I, he was, he most of the time was relatively decent at his job. I mean, he fucked up a lot. You know, he did a lot of fucked up things. Yeah. And, like, he was, he, he's very much, like, in the same vein of me as, like, uh, I ain't going to fucking do it right if they're, not gonna pay you know what i mean yeah, yeah. like he would do really bad things for the job like really shitty fixes yeah for the job and just be like they don't fucking pay me enough to care if it's done right yeah. you know but it was like if he had known that he if if 
we had had regular, even every 90 days, if he had talked to somebody and I said, buddy, you are fucking close, dude. But, like, I think they kept that shit close to their vest. I really think that, and then, like, I think that when they fired him, that was meant as a message to everybody else, too. Like, because uh, they told us at a meeting, like, you know, this dude's no longer with the company anymore. And it's like, oh, why'd he leave? Did he quit? And they were like, no. Right. <laughs> you know, like, very cheeky, sly way of right. doing it. It was hideous. It was fucking hideous. And uh, I, I think that's where it is. Because when I worked at the cable company, dude, I've told you, that last six months I worked there, when I went back from the robbery, I worked for six months. And I was trying to get fired. And uh, I fucking ripped a piece of siding off of a guy's house. Like, a, a, like a, I fucking banged a clip in and it didn't go all the way in or something. And I was like, I'm going to take this out. And I took it out and ripped off a whole piece of fucking siding. Just left it laying in the backyard and like didn't fix it and just took off. And like, that's only one thing that I can remember. I did so much bad shit to get fires calling off and shit. I had a performance review. It just so happened to come up my performance review and they gave me like an exemplary rating and gave me a raise. That's why I had to fucking quit, dude. I did like quit because they told me, because like I was like, I'm never thing. getting out of here. Yeah, you that know? sounds like Fight Club or something. It was weird. Well, it was just like, they weren't catching me, I guess, maybe. They, yeah. they they weren't seeing how fucked up everything I was doing was. And I also well, I mean, people, think I li- it, they liked having me around. I was going to say, they have an opinion in their head about you. They mm. have a narrative in their mind about you, which is that we like him. Yep. Because right? they didn't like that other guy. They, right. Like, they were asking me to hang out with him and shit like that. He was never there when I was hanging out. And that's a lot of jobs, too. Yeah. yeah. Like with the bosses, well, I remember they called me one time and they were like, "Hey, come to Ziggy's, man. I think it was called Ziggy's. It's that bar, off. I, you know the bar. I can I, guarantee Snuffy's. Maybe is what it was called. I don't remember what it was. Snuffers. This sounds. There's a bar like on two like nine. Sounds like you were hanging out in 1977 it was on Livingston <laughs> Avenue, and it used hey, to be man, an let's old. Go down to Snuffy. Snuffy's get a couple brewskis. Dude, it used to be a fucking <laughs> Sisters Chicken and Biscuits. And then it even closed. You see you sound even older. You sound like <laughs> you're, just, you're like losing all your hair and turning into a skeleton no, right now. No, this is like 2003. You're like descending dude. into a grave right now so they as call, I look at you. So they call me and they're like, hey, man, we're at Ziggy's. You want to come and fucking hang out, dude? Ziggy's. And I'm like, uh, no, it's, not really. I'm hanging out with my wife and one of my co like a friend of mine that I had known forever. What if the like punchline was, it said Ziggy's and then it said a place to zag. <laughs> I mean, I would. How fucking tight would that be? Would not be surprised. So I get this call and I'm at my friend's house that I already worked at. That's been working there for a long time. I've only been working there for a few months, maybe a year. This guy's been working there for like two years. They call me while I'm at his house mm-hmm. on the next tell the beep beep and they're like brian fucking you want to come and hang out with us and uh he was like they're asking you to hang out and i was like yeah i'm i'm like not gonna go and they were like no man you gotta come come up to fucking ziggy's and hang out with us man uh don't forget it's your manager asking to hang out yeah so fucking i went up there and dude it was all the managers and all the leads and they were just fucking drinking and partying and they just like i like held court basically i went in there and just fucking talked like i always do and yeah. everything was great and uh you're bulletproof i wrote off that dude i wrote off that for six fucking years that yeah right there like <laughs> right, those moments right, right meant that i never had to do my job right for six years <laughs> <laughs> see 
that's a, they don't teach that in school. I know. They don't teach that in school. <laughs> I know. That's what I've said too. That's what I've. You know, the funny thing I've said about you to other people behind your back is like, uh, Brian doesn't have any idea how to financially take care of himself, but he has created a network now of like thousands of people that'll make sure that he'll never be like destitute. <laughs> like you have a retirement plan that isn't based on money. I just, I mean, I, I, I like people and i like talking to people and i like being around i like, like when they look stories. at you and listen and keep like their mouths closed i like <laughs> it pay people, attention yeah look and listen <laughs> and it's fun and shit like that uh you know actually you, but you had the same thing i will say this about you and i've said this on the show before you worked at a place where you fucking definitely shouldn't have had a job oh, yeah. for approximately eight months i know and they just wanted you to they I was sweating being around bullets. with the cool dude. I know. You know what I mean? I was sweating bullets <laughs> yeah, the whole you time. Slept like... on a ca- you slept in the break room on yeah. the couch with another dude at this place, you know? Yeah. It's just people, like, if you have a certain personality or you have a certain way of being, people just want to spend time with you, and that means that you get to do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. But if you're a different kind of person, like... The guy I worked with that I was just talking about, it was just like he was so fucking expendable to them. Yeah. And I've watched him since then on Facebook and shit and just he's had a million different jobs and I totally feel for him. Even yeah. though he's a a really bad employee. <laughs> right. Like he's really not He's trying to work. <laughs> he wants to work. He's not gonna do it good. <laughs> yeah. But he's he's the efforts there. But the world the there thought has, that counts. There has to there be has a to world be for those guys. Yeah, there has to they be something. need something. Yeah. You know? I mean maybe Yang Gang will give him a UBI or something sure. like that. But it's like, why can't we just have jobs for people that are shitty at like doing jobs and making friends just give them you a know? low effort that they can do very slowly something we don't need a lot of we need like a a, a, a program me and you need to just develop a program For that like, like hands jobs to the worst like worker like yeah. that gives the people that are the worst at working a job that doesn't matter that much but yeah. will pay them enough to live and give them benefits yeah we need to come up with something like with uh, an acronym for like snail or something <laughs> <laughs> or sloth because i think there's plenty of things that you could do that like wouldn't be that high impact i mean yeah. what if you just gave a guy like that a fucking data entry job and said this many things have to be done by the no, end no, of the no, week no 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 you've already you've already given a reason to, to fire him I know. no no these things have to be done, but we have zero expectations that you will get them fucking done. I just just give it a shot today. <laughs> okay, I have it better. I think you get a room full of dudes and you give them an enormous like sheet of like paper of of data that needs to be entered. Men, women, non-binary people, an enormous sheet of data that needs to be entered. And you just say, get as much as you can get done by the end of the week, and then just keep adding them until it all gets done at the right time. Okay. And it's like a public works program. Okay. You know what I mean? Because I don't want these people breaking their backs. Because, yeah. I mean, people will be like, oh, they should flip burgers or something like that, or they should roof or something. It's like, eh, you don't want them trying doing to that. kill these guys. Yeah, this is yeah. very specialized labor. <laughs> just keep adding them. It's just. We'll, we'll get the data entry rolling. That'd be great. You know, we'll yeah. figure it out. Okay. All I'm right. Um, what's your job? 
Yeah. I need uh, my job. I was thinking that, but now, so when I think back on it now, it's really funny. But the warehouse, we had 12 occurrences when you got fired. So I, I literally did have, you could call off 11 and a half times. And it was a rolling period, too. So once a month, you I literally did have a call off. And I fucking hated the job. So once a month call off is not enough for that type of work, I guess. We had a, oh, fuck, yeah, I mean, probably it? every other week I would need a day to chill out from that, <laughs> to be honest. Well, man, well especially because we... you fucking like jam a finger or something or like. You know, like your just arm hurts a lot when you fucking wake up, right? It's well, like I mean, uh, it's not today. Are, it's like working out. You need a fucking day off. This fucking guy's like carrying la- eighty pound ladders yeah. all day and climbing yeah. poles Fuck and that. climbing an attic. Well, he didn't climb it. He would be like, if if whatever was broke was in the attic, he's no, like, yeah, it's like not going up not there. Not going up fucking there. Fuck that. Ah, when you look at that, when look at that, my ladder fell off the back of the truck <laughs> on the way over here. All right, you ready? Yep. This is. I can't wait for you to hear this. This is uh, one of Brian's dream jobs, right, is uh, trucking. Oh, I want to be a truck driver. I yeah. do. Well, you want to be like a back in the 70s truck yeah, driver. Yeah, I think I just want to be like Snowman from uh, Smokey and the Bandit right. more than anything. Right. <laughs> so it says, what's up, guys? Big fan from Down Under. Ooh. Well, they have trucks there? They do. Okay. Big ones. Not sure if you guys are aware of this, but I'll share with you in case. I'm a truck driver. Throughout the transport industry in Australia now, most large companies have implemented safety cameras in their trucks. These are dash cams that also face the driver and record them all day. No, that, I mean, why, though? I just Camera on you all day. Here's the thing. I just heard, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I just heard this this weird like dystopian thing before i got here i was listening oh, to it gets kick- there that's where we're going with this. i was i was actually listening to your kickstarter sucks and uh they were talking about the guy one of the people that originally did movie pass is doing a new free movie pass where you can download an app and it fucking does facial monitoring and it gives you 20 minutes of commercials that you have to watch on your phone and then you get a free movie ticket to go any fucking time you want so first run movies anytime you want but man you fucking you turn your head stare into it <laughs> yeah you turn your you have... head during the commercials and the time start stops you know you have to promise to absorb it into your fucking brain you're gonna watch <laughs> yeah you're gonna watch the shit we came up with yeah 20 fucking minutes dude I mean, intense, man. That sounds like the opposite of meditation. That's going to happen. I mean, now that you're talking about this, I'm like, they're going to fucking do this to people at their jobs, like with computers. You better start. You know what? We need to start gyms. We need to start gyms where you practice punching machinery, (laughs) where you practice like bashing robots and shit. We need to start like robot battle gyms. You need to start doing some of that Brazilian (laughs) jiu-jitsu Take one of them robots down to the ground and I mean, do what, something. Can I? Because here's what's like, coming. What's the camera? What? What is the camera just looking at your face while you drive, like making uh, sure you don't sing and enjoy it too much? You're or? so inquisitive, Brian. I'm curious. It works on infrared. When you sit in the driver's seat, the camera completes a face recognition. The camera has set rules. If the driver takes his eye off the road for more than two seconds, I mean, how are you supposed to change CDs? 
<laughs> he's supposed to change songs. Take right? your eye off the road for more than 10 seconds. If the driver takes his his eye off the road for more than two seconds or closes his eyes for more than 1.7 seconds. No, they can't measure that. An alarm will go off and the seat will shake really hard. The data will be then reviewed by head office. Oh, fuck, dude. Two well, seconds. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. Now, what, what, if you, what if you see a really fucking sweet, like, Willie's hot rod that someone's dragging on yeah. their trailer and you want to look at it right right someone's got or a just, full resto mod like fucking trans am that you want to look at why not just let the fucking guy drive were right? they having that much trouble before they always it it feels like with the trucking industry they are always they have the thing where it's like okay this is safe you know like the truck uh, driving a truck is uh, needs to be safe, sure, because they're huge they're vehicles and are dangerous. Yeah, understand. But I think they like test. They're able to sort of test things that they would use on regular drivers if they could. like this. This kind and, of and, shit they would love to do in everybody's car, but they would never be able to get yeah. away with it. People would fucking Glenn Greenwald would write eighty stories about it. From what I know, also though, at this point in American trucking, they are really strict about the amount of driving that you can get done. Like there, you can't even take like a whole bunch of speed and get like your route done really quick to and make nope. extra money. They aren't even. A, that's not even possible. Well, when your time ends, you just have to pull over, which leads them to like. Uh, I, so I did a run with my. Uh, I called it a run. <laughs> Me like fucking talking like Burt Reynolds yeah. over here. <laughs> First I go to Ziggy's and then I do a run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen to our vintage podcast. <laughs> I uh my my uncle drove a car hauler, and I had to go down to Louisville, Kentucky, I think, or something like. I don't fucking remember where I was going. Louisville, Louisville. He had me ride with him, and. Uh, I was like, it's cool. He let me smoke cigarettes and shit. We was just kind of hanging yeah, out. Yeah, that's fun. Drug was just having a good time driving, listening to music, that. talking shit. And uh, as we were driving home, we had been gone for 12 hours. Like, so we started at, let's say we started at nine in the morning and we had been driving. It was almost nine o'clock at night. And it was basically like, if I don't get this truck to the place where I parked the truck at night, in the next hour, which I have one hour, you know, it like it it lined up, but if he fucking didn't get it there, dude, he had to just he was yeah, like I have to pull over road. and just go to sleep, yeah, because I'm not allowed to drive more than it, which is I guess that's fine. No, I think it's I mean I think that's fine, but I also think it's like why not give them just a tiny bit of autonomy, yeah, you know, just that little bit of autonomy to to like have a few minutes on. Or have time on either side of it. I want to go fucking home. I don't want to sleep in a truck a half hour away from the yeah. fucking, from the garage. What about if some kids in the car next to you are making the honk the horn motion with, you know, are you allowed to look over? Or no. is that two seconds too much? I mean, I think they probably gonna give dock your you, pay? I think they probably give you the space of the uh, windshield, right? Sure. Like the, you can go like this. You are driving, people in the chat can see this. I'm driving. Yeah, but you, you turn like, your head just a slight bit, and you can see everything. But yeah, it seems bullshit. Like me and you do a lot of driving. There's more. Okay. Okay. Oh my god! It's supposed to save the driver, but it's not. Three weeks ago on a Friday, I was finishing my day, which was around my 68th hour for the week. 
Now, this might be a problem. If you, having people work 60 hours a week driving a truck, that's not a good idea. Yeah. The squinting of my eyes as I yawned triggered the camera, and the following Monday night, I was hooked up to electrodes performing a sleep apnea test for my boss. Well, what is... I would never... I know he had to do it. I'm not saying that this person is like a sellout or anything like that. I will never again allow somebody to stick me with anything for work or fucking put electrodes on me for anything for i'm never peeing in another cup dude never yeah uh so zero sign of fatigue is allowed not even a 20 second chance to wake up by opening the window or having a quick snack so listen to this here's the icing on the cake you're not allowed to open a window while you drive i guess not what the fuck is going on in australia i'm sure that's going on here well, no, the, I, it's strict, man. It's not as fun. It's not the outback. It's not what it used to be. I've heard that. I We had a listener tell us that. Here's the punchline. Anyway, two days ago, I was listening to Street Fight and started laughing hysterically. I couldn't contain it, and the camera went off around four times. To cut a long story short, my job is now in review. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, from, from, from you, our podcast. What are you supposed to fucking do? I don't get what you're supposed to do. When, I, I, I turn all the way around and give a lecture to my daughter when I'm on the fucking road. <laughs> was I watching a fucking uh, action movie the other day where they clearly, where this woman was having like a straight up conversation. Like was she was the security chauffeur and she's like, I, she's like looking straight back and just driving and I was cracking up about it. But I think I just, we we need more autonomy, not less. But technology actually, some of this technology really means that like the job's almost not even up to us anymore. And I know that that's not like a, a crazy, like I know that's not like a crazy observation, but so much of the job is not even up to us anymore. But here's the thing, with truck driving, the person has their own safety. Their own safety is the regulation. You don't need to have computers scan someone's fucking eyes because they actually want to stay alive mm-hmm. and they don't want to be responsible for murdering 16 fucking people on the highway. Yeah. That's the regulation method there. Right. You are now, what they're doing is pushing people to the brink of 68 hours of work and then using the camera against them to judge like how if they're will if they can be pushed to those extremes so it's just really like setting a higher and higher bar for the requirement of trucking in australia is like you need to also be some sort of extreme insomniac that will never fucking yawn uh while, while you're driving the truck it seems like a fucking game show to me too yeah Weirdly enough, like, like show, the whole yeah. thing just seems like a it's fucking like, game uh, show <laughs> Oh, you only lasted six months in the trucking industry. You the, know? It's a boring game show where like yeah. people can just tune in like the Truman Show and see like, is this motherfucker falling asleep while he drives? That should <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yeah. At least they're not shocking them, I guess. Yeah, like, at least they're not shocking them. That was probably a thought, though, when they were that. putting it together. Yeah. They were like, well, they could shock them. Well, why don't we just... Yeah. You know, a low voltage electrical shock. And they're like, let's shake the chair. I think yeah. shaking the chair is probably enough. That'll get them. That's really fucking depressing, man. Because like, again, like I, like you said, I want to be a seventies trucker where they're just like this. You can get this shit from here to there. Right on. Faster. Go do it. Yeah. Faster to do it. The bigger the bounty. Right. Yeah. I think it bothers me that, that jobs that I, 
I pre like there are a lot of jobs that I uh, associated with freedom and autonomy that that I, my job at the cable company was that for so long it was like I had eight jobs to do. I get done with those eight jobs. Who's to say what I'm doing? I just have to lie and fill things out and everything's fine. And, and like, I talk to people now who do it and their whole day's accounted for. They have GPS on the car. They ask them why they've been parked at somebody's house for so long. There's somebody calling them. And it's just, it's so fucking depressing to me that like a job like truck driver or cable guy or a lot of any of these blue collar jobs are, are unless you're on a roof, or you're on a fucking job site doing concrete or something like that. They have taken away any of the reasons to want to do that. And like, and any of like a, like a person becoming a craftsman or being like a great trucker, like you can't even do that anymore. There's no, there's no you're, you're like tied into doing, everybody does it exactly the same under threat that they're going to have self-driving trucks in the next 10 years. Because that's the other thing I see constantly with the truck drivers. It's like, oh, they're going to have the robotic trucks and you'll just be able to sit in the passenger seat. Yeah. It's like, well, I mean, why? Why am I going to sit in the, to unload the fucking truck? I'm fucking now the truck's robot? Yeah. I unload the truck for the fucking truck? Fuck this. You know, and they'll put that goddamn camera and that infrared in the truck, even when you're not driving, when it's a self-driving truck and you're just sitting there to monitor the truck, they'll be like, whoa, buddy, you're not going to fucking fall asleep. Don't right. look at your phone, you know? Right. You need to be, you need to be staring <laughs> at the robot and making sure that it's driving the truck properly. <laughs> yeah. Keep I, your eyes on the truck. It just. Or on the robot, sorry. It doesn't get better with technology. No. Work never gets better with technology. Right. There's no Nothing you can say to me that makes me think that technology is good for working people at their jobs because it's it's really ruining it's it's fucking people's lives up it's putting people out of work it's taking away any kind of pride that you would have in what you do you even think about like a McDonald's or something like that where like you pull that thing down and then it pops up when the burgers are done and you're just there to like scoop the burgers up and put it on a thing. It's like, God damn, you can't teach a fucking person how to make a cheeseburger. Yeah. Like we're not like imparting any skills on anybody except for proprietary skills to deal with, over, with whatever proprietary working robot technology that they have. And it, if you think that your job is safe, Unless you're a fucking artist, which we just heard that a fucking app got signed to a record deal today. We did. Yeah. Then you're fucked. You know? Yeah. You don't have... There's nothing out there that's safe from well, disruption. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you had the... I mean, it, it's a childish thing, but it is also understandable that you see the intrinsic goodness of those jobs, right? Like, I think yeah. that's what we... A lot of it is, is that naivety, naivety. That's like the worst way to say that fucking (laughs) word. But, um, I know naivety, uh, that's is, uh, because like these essential things have to happen and you would think that you would be handsomely rewarded for them. Right. Mm -hmm. Because people like having their stuff. You see how crazy people are about having their stuff. And then you notice that there are people that make that fucking happen. Right. Yeah. 
but they aren't fucking rewarded for it. It doesn't right. make any sense. The deal is fucking broken. Yeah. I mean, and, and this sounds like they are calling me a Luddite in the in the uh, chat. And it's like, I'm not, though. I love technology. I love having, like, I always say this, like, man, the, 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 the idea of streaming services is the most amazing thing in the world to me. Like, I'm so excited to have so much entertainment at my fingertips, only it all fucking sucks now. And like they just kind of cycle stuff in and out, and none of it's good. So like when I say I love, I do like technology, but generally it sucks well, because it, of capitalism. Someone has to make money off of it. Up. Yeah, right. yeah. I should be able to if 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 we lived up to the promise of what the technology that we have can do. Things like uh, just even. I want to go home and fucking watch the Garbage Pail Kids movie. I have $100 worth of streaming services that I pay for every month. God, I think I should be able to watch that movie, but it's not fucking there. So none of it lives up to what it's supposed to be. Like, I love fucking having a phone, but like, it does, like, the phone is great, right? But people have to suffer to get this phone to me. You know, like, why? Why do the people that get the rare earth materials have to fucking be, have to suffer? And why do, why do the people that put the phones together have to suffer to get me this fucking wonderful piece of technology? Like, I just want a world where the stuff can live up to its fucking promise, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what, from the beginning, well, that's the beginning of the show, though, like, as long as people are willing to take advantage of people and there's people next to them that are able to look past that and just go along with it so that they feel comfortable about it and they go to sleep at night taking advantage of people, then uh, that's game. That's right. That's money. That's, that's you know, a business. I mean, it's like, I want to watch... I want to watch Hellboy and Hellboy 2. Oh, well, Hellboy is on Netflix, but Hellboy 2 isn't available for purchase or rent right now, so you'll have to wait until Hellboy 2 cycles in. It's like, fucking everything should fucking be there. It doesn't make sense. I agree. I hate it. I no. I do love... I'm not I'm a, a Luddite. I, I'm not an anarcho-primitive. I am. I pay for DVD Netflix. You do. You're <laughs> weird. That's weird, though. You know? Yeah. I'm Steve Buscemi from Ghost World. Yeah, and it's just I want the things to be good, and I I want I, do too. I want it. If I want robots to are gonna do my job, then I want the robot to just fucking take over, and I don't have to go to work, and I want to be taken care of, and no longer like tight. If the trucking industry has to fucking go away and have robots doing it, then I want truckers to have something there to take care of them while the fucking robots do it give us give us the future that you want to give rich people because that's what it is all of this is to facilitate a a a future for like the top 15 percent of people you know so that they don't get mad and they can still manage they live stress-free they can have more than one house they get all the cars they want and can fly wherever they want yeah so I think we're good, man. I think we did it. That was a fun show. Yes. Except uh, for I yelled it at the end. I got a little mad at the end. Yeah, don't yell too much. Do, you know? Yeesh. 
This isn't a yelling down, show. Buddy. This is a polite show. I also uh, would like to apologize for all the people that spit in each other's mouths yep. while they have sex. I'm glad you um, saw the error of your ways. I think you're disgusting. Oh, stop it. But Now you just lost all of the <laughs> ground you gained. <laughs> well, I, I'm gay. I, I think you're allowed to do it. It's fine with me. Do whatever. Be polite about it. It's just it. not the polite way to have yeah. sex. The, That's just I, I, really one way to have sex gonna, that's polite, and it's to say, ma'am... <laughs> or sir or non-binary person would you like to enjoy some making love with me and then if they answer yes then you mount that person and you move back and forth politely and then you <laughs> kind of finish it up and you say that was great and then you never mention it again <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the right way to have sex okay and folks and that's why we don't do any sort of sex advice or sex stuff on this show because there's none to be given <laughs> i am wise <laughs> i want you to write the polite sex book i'm gonna try to fucking get you into uh um to write the polite the book on polite sex like the proper polite method i just like, said it madam <laughs> Ma'am, would you like I for mean, a, would you like to have a role in the hay? This is just my this is my opinion on it, um, and this is just for me. I can't do this for other people. I'll take you through a sexy evening. Ooh, um, you watch a movie. You might have dinner. Don't eat a steak because it'll make your guts hurt. Sure. And then you like you take a nice shower and you're clean. Ooh. And then you kind of yeah. Oh yeah. And you lay in bed. I put on deodorant. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you know, my wife will sometimes be like, "Man, you smell good." When <laughs> you I like, put on the deodorant, Alpine I'm like, Mist. <laughs> I'm like right guard, baby. Yeah, because I you buy the cheapest deodorant. You could, we should, <laughs> you could do an Instagram ad. <laughs> sometimes when I'm laying there waiting for my wife to come in, she says, "You smell good," and I say, "It's right guard, baby." <laughs> <laughs> and she'll be like, "Oh, well, she doesn't always tell me I smell good, but a no. lot of times." She, She'll be like, "Oh, you smell good. That's why I use the deodorant." Yeah, and uh, I leave. That's my her. Come on, that's her line. Like, she, yeah, I mean, it's nice. You're, and uh, you're I pheromones. will, I will lay down in a shirt and pants, <laughs> and a pair of socks in bed over the covers while she's under the covers. Oh, and then I will say, "Would you like me to turn off the TV?" Oh right! Well, what are we gonna do if we turn the TV off? Right? <laughs> yeah. What else could we do? Good move. So I turn off the TV. Here's the key. Here's the key. I don't grab the iPad to read a book. Ah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And then it's basically you got a hand just, free. You know. Then it's basically just like you know. Hey. Hey, baby. Right. Hey mama. Hey mama. Hey, hey mama. And then you like you know, you like move your pelvis and right, politely. Back and forth. Yeah, and you sometimes like kind of do this thing where you like you kind of hug, but you make sure a lot of your body's pressing against right. the other. Push body. hardly against them. Yeah, and then it's like, and then it's just like you know. Uh, this, I would like to politely polite. request some sex, please. Oh, really? You go just outright say it. <laughs> well. I, I mean, not okay, all, but I well, you're. I mean, I do it with my body. Brian's pro work. consent for sure. And then uh, when I get done, again, we just never talk about it again. Like, let's not. You, do you say thank that. you when you go? Well, I'm like, oh, that was nice. You know, I don't was, say thank oh, you. Nice is sometimes not. maybe I'll say like no problem because I don't say thank you very. I'm not a you don't thank, say thank you, you guy. Yeah, I'm not like I don't say thank you a lot. Hey, no worries. You know, 
All right, that's right off my back. (laughs) (laughs) No worries. We need to clean this mess up. I was trying to get rid of that stuff anyways. (laughs) 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 I roll over. Uh Uh-huh. Grab the iPad. Then you get the iPad. That's how we're done. It's over. And I start reading, and we never talk about it. Like, I just don't want to review it. I don't, like, once it's done, it's done. Okay, folks? That's the polite way to say it. It's a secret time that exists in the moment, right? Yeah, it's about a 15 minute. 20 minute little routine well that was funny when we did the girls chat i was said i had a routine which i do have like a kind of the i'm a performer and i have like a standard routine that kind of works everybody gets to go right and then we wrap it up and now you make me feel like i gotta say i make sure everybody gets to go too you know okay. like I'm I, I didn't want to know i was ner- i was you didn't <laughs> no you you didn't, i didn't know how polite you are i am polite to the point where it's like uh, i don't want to say this yeah 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 i'm gonna say it right now i'm polite to the point where i'll be like no you don't want to start doing the main thing yet or that's going to cause a problem. Okay. <laughs> <You know>? Okay. <laughs> that's probably right. the exact words right. I say. Sure. <laughs> right. Let's do some other Bust things for a few minutes. Right. <laughs> and then maybe we'll do the main thing. Okay. It's just kind of a like moving, you know, you got to sure. spin a lot of you read in a room. plates or yeah. whatever yeah. like that. Just, yeah. And then we do a performance review. Uh, then you do a performance yeah, review later. A month later. A month later. How was that? I, don't hey, I barely remember. I barely remember it, so it mustn't have been that good. I barely fucking remember it. 20 years, folks. 20 years. No, it is, um, for me, it's like the um, uh, the Bernie Mac routine. Yeah. He, he, I mean, he did it the right the very first time. Okay. Which is just like, you know. Being you know, a gentleman. Just going for it. Yeah. I just, I'm not a dirty guy. Yeah. I'm just really not a dirty guy. We know. I, I hate the fact that... Like I, we know you're not. I see these guys. On, I don't know why you walked into this. Right. You were very good though. You were you, you were like an expert level thief. The way that you uh, missed those laser trip wires. <laughs> I see these guys on like on Twitter and shit that like are perverts. I, yeah. I mean, I don't mean to say like I'm not you are kink, kink shaming you or are. anything like that. But these guys that are like really like into stuff. And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, just, fat booties. And I stuff. mean, I like things, mm. but I like don't say them. Well, n- I would never tell a person something like, oh, right, that. right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, very average, very average stuff, though. You know, I'm like I'm, boobs, butts. I like. <laughs> Yeah. You like boobs? Do you like boobs? I like, I like boobs. But butts? I like butts. What about front butts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so grossed out. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. We're going home. <laughs> thank thank you for listening to this Street week? Fight Radio. This is probably the last basement show for like two and a half weeks. And the last thing people will remember is me talking about my private business <laughs> yeah sex scene is coming out soon we're working I'm not on involved. it not right. even a little bit involved with the sex uh, scene i apologize oh my God. i don't have kinks <laughs> the history... all chaps are assless so there you go that's true <laughs> um 
The history zine is being wrapped up right now. The travel zine is after that. Then comes the sex zine, and uh, it will be very good. It already is. The girls chat. Yeah, like, once you see the, the girls, girls chat, chat yeah, oh, they're, it's they're unbelievable. The best people in the world. <laughs> it's, it fucking blew me away. Um, once you see this. Thank you for listening to Street Fight. If you want to support what we do, you can go to patreon.com slash streetfightradio. From there, you can get access to our undercover business tyrants. Um, those links we can't put on like YouTube or Facebook or Twitter or anything because they would get taken down immediately. It's just a Google Drive link for Brian and I doing commentary over episodes of Undercover Boss. So check that out. We do Kitchen Nightmares and other shit. We have more that we want to do with that. It's just hard to manage it all. It'll, We're working it, on it. Get off our fucking backs. We're tour. We're do, we're doing a lot of tours this year, but I think when we're home, I want to do extent, movie stuff. You're yeah. Right, we should have done that in this few months we took off. Yeah, but now we're going back on the road. We'll figure it out. Like I know that some of the tours we're talking about doing are close to home, so they might sure. not be as nuts. You yeah, know? we'll see. And we'll come, see. Come see us in April. We're going to be going to uh, Philadelphia. Then we're going to New York City. Then to Portland, Maine. Then to Boston, Massachusetts. You can head over to streetfightradio.com right on the main page on the right-hand side. It's going to say Nor'easter April Tour 2019. Click on that. has links to Facebook, Twitter, or Facebook and tickets, all of that. Please RSVP to this stuff on Facebook if you have it. It helps spread the word. Um, it's going to be really fun. New York City is going to be a blast. The other shows are going to be so cool. Um, you never know what you're going to get. None of the shows are the fucking same. We're going to ask for, ask for, uh, stories from the crowd. And, um, we always get blown away by what all y'all have to say. So thanks for all the support. And we want, we're going to keep this thing running. Hold on, Brian wants to say something before the end of the show here. Some bonus material. It's going to be, let's hear it. High Posters Union 69420. Ooh, wow. There's a new internet union busting off, apparently. Thanks for being here. Uh, We're Street Fight Radio. Peace. An ocean on town Blue tide An orange won't let go Let me be Please won't please Blush now They can't History shows that brown won't go. Brown just glows. And what I ourselves on fire just to see. Yeah.
Yeah. Mm-hmm. 